Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. You get me and Leah. Hey, Leah. Hey, everybody. Hi. As I wave. Uh, you can wave oh, on this one because it goes to tonight. the YouTube. It goes to the YouTube. It does. She waves no, for you guys every episode, all, just so we're all clear. All the time I wave hi and bye, even if you can't see me. So, Leah's a waver. Um, on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we are reviewing Assumption, Underground Kings, book one by Aurora Rose Reynolds. Okay. Read us the synopsis from Goodreads. Assumption, a thing that is accepted as true or certain to happen. Without proof, they say when you assume that you make an ass out of you and me. Kenton Mason learned this lesson firsthand when he made assumptions about Autumn Freeman and the kind of woman she is based on what little information he had. What he finds out is she's not only beautiful, but also smart, funny, a fighter, and exactly the kind of woman he wants to share his life with. Autumn made assumptions of her own about Kenton, Kenton, and now he needs to prove her wrong in order to protect her in their future. So the release date on this book is August 25th, 2014. Um, so it is a little older, and this was actually a reread for both of us. It was, yes. Um, and we'll get to that here in a little bit. Tropes, alpha hero, uh, anti-hero, slow burn, mafia, uh, found family. What else would you say? Small town? Small town, yes. Um, I guess if you associate the boom, Aurora Rose Reynolds, like her, her boom is like a trope in its own. Is it a trope in its own? I feel like it is. Um, steam level on this book, three and a half, almost a four. Yeah. She writes sexy books, but this is a slow freaking burn. Well, but, but it's one of those slow burns that it doesn't bother you as much because like the chemistry is on the page and you're like, you don't miss it as much in this book. You really do not miss it. Um, I will also say the audiobook in this is uh, the male portions are narrated by the one and only Sebastian York. Did you listen to it this time? I totally did. I totally <laughs> did. I love him. I think it's Andy Arnett is the female voice. I'm okay. not 100% positive on that. And I do, if it was Andy, I whoever reads the female, it's one I've listened to before and I really do adore her. Um, but Sebastian is, you know. These everything. are what I, these are the things that I hear. I may he's, just have to break down and listen to a book because of this. He's so good. Um, anyway, so this was a reread for both Leah and I. Um, I want to say I read this back in 2015. Um, yeah, I read it probably around the time that it came out or maybe when the third one came out and then I of course, because I'm a big fan of the binge. So I binged all three at the same time. And then the fourth one, which is the novella, does, it came out just last year or the year before. So it's yeah. not as old as the rest of the series. But the story totally holds up. It there does. Isn't... Like, <laughs> there are no moments where they reference anything that you're like, was, what is this? I mean, granted, like, 2014 well, like we were we were adults and had kids but there wasn't any like standout moment where there's there's only specifically. one yeah there's only one dated piece of technology it talks about 
the home button, pushing the home button on her phone, like the circle home button on your iPhone. But realistically speaking, though, the home button just got phased out in the last right. couple of years. In the last so. like year and a half. So mm -hmm. honestly, technology wise, it's on par. It the the story just it does hold up for it being at this point almost um well it's five years old mm. it's five years old so um she's not what i expected she's not what i wanted but fuck me if she's not what i need i Kenton love that. mason <laughs> um so let's start with autumn first yes i love autumn and we were we're going to talk about one scene that you just absolutely love. And like I reference it we talk all about the time. Series, like you reference this just this specific scene. It is the best It is the best scene in romance that is not a sexy time scene. So I mean that's high praise right there. And but I read a lot of books. It is, and true. it is not. <laughs> but Autumn, she like. She talks about, she is a stripper in her home. Like she lives in Vegas. She's a stripper. She's going to nursing school. Like she talks about being beautiful, like, because she, like she was raised in pageants and she doesn't love to be beautiful, which it's, it's almost frustrating in a sense, but that she says that, but at the same time, like you feel the the self-consciousness that she has and you feel the frustration that people look at her and see one thing and that is all they see like they have they have make no like moves to get to know her more like it's right. all surface it is and i mean the way the story even starts out with her on the airplane and the guy next to her is hitting on her mm -hmm. and you and everyone's like, oh, a pretty girl. You don't feel sorry for a pretty girl. I felt bad for her mm -hmm. because she is constantly hit on, constantly, you know, thought that everything about her is only her looks. And mm -hmm. she, you know, her life, her life has not been easy. Her mother was freaking crazy town. Yes. And then on top of that, um, in order to escape her mother's controlling, she was in the pageant circuit. And she had a boyfriend and a teen pregnancy at 16, 15, 16, she was pregnant, mm -hmm. forced to a home for unwed mothers, forced to give the baby up for adoption, mm -hmm. no support from the boyfriend of the time. He was not interested in that with her. No. Um, in the meantime, well, no support from her mother either. Like her mom was no. like, you were going to go to this place and you were going to give this baby up. Like she even at, cause at 16, she she didn't really have a voice for herself at that point. And so she was stuck and yeah. it just kind of spiraled from there. So she ended up in Vegas and stripper because she's beautiful and could dance and it paid the bills and it allowed her to put herself through nursing school. Mm -hmm. And she had graduated nursing school, had done all her clinicals, was just doing her professional like shadowing type stuff to get the mm -hmm. last minute uh stuff she needed for her certifications and then she witnesses something in the strip club yes there is a shooting and because of the nature of the shooting and the people involved uh 
her friend at the club is like, you got to get out of here. You cannot mm-hmm. stay in town. You have to go and you have to hide. I'm scared for you. And he sends her to his friend back in his hometown. Yes. And enters uh, Kenton Mason. Kenton Mason, who you want to junk punch at first. Yes, but he is a stern brunch daddy. Like Such ever there stern. was oh a stern brunch daddy. Yeah. Like, especially in contemporary, like he is yeah. a stern brunch daddy. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, but he's a jackass. I, I wouldn't even like, he's a jack hole. Like he doesn't even get jackass. Like Ugh. he's a jack hole. He basically assumes that because Autumn is a stripper, that's all she is is a stripper. And like some of the well, first but words. Not he's, even just the stripper. Like she is a horse. Yes. Like his first words to her are, I don't care what you do, but do not bring them home. Yeah. Really, jackass? Really? Because that's what I was going to do. And at this point, I think Autumn has been beaten down and so many assumptions have been made that it takes her some time to get her footing to stand up to him. Instead, she's just like, she's stressed and frustrated. And we've all been there to the point where you're like, just tears. Like you have to escape and run away. I mean, he does some nice things though, in the midst of being this jackass. But he keep, like he, he, he will take two steps forward and then say something or do something. And it's like 15 steps back. And you like, but the, what I adore about Autumn though, is like in those moments, like she does not forgive him right away. She does not say it's okay. Like you didn't mean this. Like the, like there's a moment where they're having a moment. He says something. I can't remember what it is exactly. And she instantly is like, get off of me, get away from me. And I don't think she, I think that's the point where she avoids him, like literally for three days straight, unless like they have to interact. Like she wants nothing to do with him. So one of the best things that happens in this, in this book is she, so she does the behind the scenes work to get her credits to transfer to a local hospital so she can still obtain her nursing license. Yes. And she tells, uh, Autumn tells Kenton, I'm going to work. And he was like, (laughs) where are you going to work? And she's like, Vander's belt. Mm -hmm. Saying it as if it is a strip club because she's in small town, Tennessee, Nashville, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt is not more than like a 35 minute drive from small town, Tennessee, where they are. And that is where her credits have transferred her to. And she's working the night shift on top of all of that. It's the night shift. Well, because that's the only place they had space for her at the time. So she took it because she's like, I would be stupid not to. But so she (laughs) makes it so he doesn't quite understand exactly where she's actually working and kind of just lets it, lets it flow. And he discovers it when one of his. Yeah, it's like, it's not a meet cute, but it's like this moment where One of his guys has gotten hurt. He's gotten shot. They come in and there's Autumn working in the emergency room. Like he's the guy who got shot is hitting on her. Right. (laughs) And then like Kenton is like behind her and like she hears him and it's like, oh fuck. Right. What? 
Uh, mm. Anyway, there's another character in all of this, too. There's Justin, who is kind of Kenton's right-hand guy. He does all the computer work for him. Um, and he and Autumn develop this brother-sister relationship. But whenever mm-hmm. he flirts with her, it just needles and pokes at Kenton. It's so funny. Well, and like the, the one scene where like, so Kenton has been gone for a couple days and they are like wrestling basically because Autumn's going to unplug his Xbox because he right. pissed her off. And so like he has her or she has him pinned on the ground and Kenton walks in the door. And he's like, what the hell is this? He thinks they're doing something naughty. And really she's like, trying to beat him up oh well, she's like a sister with, him with a pillow like, right she was grabbing a pillow but he just walked in at the wrong time so there's a scene in all of this with kent with autumn and kenton's ex yes so at one point autumn gets super frustrated with kenton she leaves and goes to a local diner she talks to the the waitress at the designer. The diner says the the waitress at the diner says you should come have dinner with our family. Mm-hmm. And so she, for like two Sundays in a row, has been going to this family's dinner, and she just loves it. She loves it, loves it, loves it. Then um, Kenton, after the hospital situation, he finds out that she's been going to his aunt Viv's mm-hmm. for family for Sunday dinners. dinner. And he's like, well, I'll go with you. So then Kenton um, accompanies her to dinner at his aunt's house. His mom and dad are there. Doesn't warn her that she's going to meet his mom and dad. Meets them. It's so funny. There are so many funny moments in this book. So then we fast forward to Kenton's ex, who has made an appearance previous because she said she used to live at this house with him. Yes. And then there's... But she was not in the picture, like, when he moved. No, she's an ex. Ex, She's an ex. ex. But he had, like, put a ton of her crap, like, on her porch. And so she was mad about it. Right. (laughs) And that was the the, first appearance. She shows up, pushes at the door in the middle of the night. The next appearance is early in the morning after Autumn has come off of a shift. She is pounding on the door. And Autumn, at this point, has just had enough yes just had enough um she's stressed because she doesn't know when she's gonna be able to return to vegas kenton is still being a big old jackhole to her and this is the best scene non-sex scene in all of romance yes so she makes a comment the ex makes a comment about kenton's bed right that that was her bed she picked out that furniture she had him in that bed and all of this stuff. So well, Autumn kind of snaps. Yeah, she does. She snaps. Like she's she's had it. Like Kenton's hot and cold. Like this chick just keeps showing back up. Like yeah. she's tired. Like she can't go home. She can't like really make a lot of decisions because of all this chaos that's surrounding her life. So she snaps. She runs up the stairs to his bedroom, realizes that he has balcony doors. <laughs> that face out the front of the house like big slider balcony doors on top of it yeah that fully open wide she takes the queen size mattress not even just the mattress well but first the mattress and pitches it over the balcony onto the ex's car the ex's car it is so funny (laughs) 
But as this all is happening and the ex is screaming that she's going to call the cops and all of this, Kenton's mom and aunt show, show up. up. Who both and, have like made like strides to get to know Autumn and love Autumn and think she's like amazing. Yeah. yeah. So Autumn, like Kenton's mom and aunt show up. She has thrown the mattress over the balcony. Kenton is show Kenton calls her on the phone. He's like, hey, how's it going? She's like, fine. Why why do you ask? Because <laughs> the ex has called him. The mom has called him. Well, but as this is playing out, though, Autumn is throwing the rest of the bed right. out of the window yeah. or the doors. Like the frame goes out. The headboard goes out. All of the pieces attached to it the night go stands. out. And then the cops show up. Oh my God. It is the best. It is so funny. And, you know, cause there is kind of a mafia anti-hero feel to the story, mm-hmm. but there is so many funny giggle, quirky moments like that, that you just, you just laugh and laugh. And I just, I love that scene because it is not often that things play out with an ex like that. Usually it's like, the ex is in the room. There's some kind of like, oh, well, I'm his wife. And then you storm out and leave him. Like, Autumn oh, she didn't do that. No. She's like, bitch, you be taking it. I mean, and there's a whole scene with tequila and body shops at a, body shots at a dance club with Autumn and her work friends that um, the ex hasn't evolved with putting the video up on YouTube mm-hmm. and in the Internet. She's not a good person. So you don't feel bad that her car got ruined and shit got thrown on it um, at all. You no. don't. Nobody feels bad. Nobody. Um, let's talk about <laughs> Kenton and Autumn's relationship, because one of the things that you'll find with this book is because it is book one in this series, there is some world building. Mm-hmm. Even though we don't go back to Nashville, Tennessee in the next two books. No. Autumn and Kenton do come to Vegas and they mm-hmm. do come the other book takes place in Hawaii. They do come to the other two books. Um, but there's still this kind of underground King connection thing that we're all kind of getting pieces of in this mm-hmm. book. Um, so there is a lot of world building, but there is quite a bit of their relationship in I'd this story. Their relationship is nine, like 80% of the book. And then the world building is that other 20. But like, if you read the other books, like the, the guy who is responsible for the shooting at the very beginning of the book, like he kind of overlays into the other books as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, the whole series is really good. I know you said you were going down the rabbit hole and having to read <laughs> the whole series. I, I just finished book three, like an hour ago. Oh my gosh. I just have to reread the novella because once it's one of those series where like, once you reread the first one, you're like, Oh, like, I remember this. And I remember this, like, did this happen how I think it did? Or am I having book anisha? Like, so. Yeah. So of course I had to. This series is really good. If you are on the fence a little bit, and we'll get into that a little bit too, but with our questions, but if you're on the fence of not sure how you feel about mafia books and you kind of want to try 
this is a great one to kind of dip your toes in, kind of like the Mena Haven. It's in that mm-hmm. same. It's like mafia esque, but not hardcore. Right. Nobody's. There's no kid. Well, never mind. Never mind. I was gonna say this one's <laughs> kidnapping, but that's a lie. There's no uh, like. There's no like the the central characters. There's no kingpins. Like the central characters are not part of. You, know, you lied. I lied. You lied a lot. I did. Book two. Yeah. Book two. And kind of Sven, book three. Mm, not really. Sven, he just has his nightclub. and But yeah, okay, I lied. Sorry. She lies a lot. Okay. <laughs> don't believe Let, her, I don't. Let's uh, do our questions. Uh, okay. Leah, did you like this book? I really enjoy this book. Like we said, it was a reread for me, and I, I totally agree. Like, with everything that we said before, it holds up. You will not be disappointed in this book. They're not super long. So they are quick, quicker reads, which I adore because you get everything like jam packed, but you're not missing it. Like you don't need, like you want more story, but you don't need more story. Yeah. The pacing on this is fast and it's fun. Mm -hmm. And there's enough dark moments and sexy moments and a little bit of levity thrown in and humor to just keep things Mm -hmm. going. Um, what about so, you? Do you like this book? I do. I do. I actually recommend this series quite a bit, kind of along the lines of Mena Haven. If you want to try anti-heroes, because I like a good anti-hero. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to try an anti-hero, but you're not sure you're in for mafia or that darker, dark, angsty, these are tend to be mid-range angst. Um, mm-hmm. There's not a ton of push and pull in the stories. It's more like... People just need to get their heads out of their bums to keep moving. Um, Okay, Leah, who would typically like this book? Um, Fans of an instant connection, but not one they give into right away, which I actually really like. I like those instant connections, but sometimes I want them to take the time for it to play out. And then fans of the Until series by Aurora Rose Reynolds, because this is a spinoff from the original Until Yep. Um, I also think it's important to note that, you know, it's anti-heroes, but not full out anti-heroes. No. And if you want to know what a stern brunch daddy is, you should totally read this series because Kenton is the sternest of brunch daddies. Although I bet you Sven gives him a run for the brunch daddy. (sighs) Okay. Would you recommend this book, Leah? I actually recommend this series a lot and rereading this makes me binge it. And again, like, recommend again but part of my reasoning for the binge not just because it sucks you in because the newest until book is the second generation of underground kings along with second generation masons so nice nice um i totally would recommend this book and i in fact do quite often i think that aurora rose reynolds is a phenomenal author and Mm -hmm. particularly when she is writing in this it's not completely dark romance. It's like gray romance. It's like it is. It's like a muddy gray. Yeah, it's like a foggy, dreary romance because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. not because it's not that dark with those really intense undertones. But it is no. not. It is not light and fluffy either. No, like you but have she... the light and fluffy mixed with the dark. But it it mixes really well. Like she does it really. It's like eighty well. percent cloudy. With a peak yeah. of the sun here and there. <laughs> That's what these books are. We'll just call these the 80%. Cloudy with a chance of sexy. 
these are totally cloudy with an absolute chance of sexy. Um, I, yeah, these, these books are so great. I highly recommend them. If you haven't read them, um, the audio was available via, um, Hoopla. They are in, I think they're both in Hoop. All of them are in Hoopla and, uh, they were available through my library. Um, they so were not yeah. in mine, but that's okay. Yeah. Because I have access to Becky's. <laughs> Um, okay, so thank you for joining us for this quick shot of romance. Until next time, everyone. Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 